Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You've tuned in to the 49ers Rush Podcast, and here is your host, John Chapman. What is up, 49ers fans? Welcome back to another episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast. And I just want to say it has been too long. (laughs) Sorry for uh, the long overdue wait. Uh, This season was a beating. Uh, As most of you guys know, um, I podcast for three separate companies and put out a lot of content. And I decided to take a two-week break after the 49ers uh, season ended. I went on a couple ski trips, but I am back and it is time to go crazy on the NFL draft. So what we're going to do this episode... It's basically going to be an off-season checklist where we go through the off-season NFL calendar, what to expect, what to look forward to, all these different things. And we're going to go into possible trade targets. You know, there's been lots of buzz on the internet about Antonio Brown, Jalen Ramsey, uh, all kinds of different stuff, our draft picks, what we have. But most importantly, I want to pay attention to the edge rusher position for possible free agent signings and we're going to go through contracts and salary caps for these teams who's likely to be retained and who isn't so here we go we're going to break it down in this and then after this episode i hope you're ready for the nfl draft because it is that time my favorite time of the year this is how i got my start of writing and podcasting i have been a draftnik for a very very long time um so that's what we got on the agenda today. So let's go ahead and start right off the bat with the very first thing that is coming up on our calendar, and that is January 19th, the Senior Bowl. Now, the Senior Bowl is always a big deal. Um, These are usually your second and third tier seniors only. Obviously, it's called the Senior Bowl down in Mobile, Alabama. But what's more important this year is our 49ers coaching staff is coaching the South team against the Oakland Raiders. They're coaching the North team. So we are going to get a great firsthand look at a ridiculous number of prospects. And there's three guys that jump out of the page right off the bat. The first one was Josh Allen. However, this is kind of the biggest bummer so far this offseason. Um, 
a possible pick at number two. I don't want to take him there at number two personally, but um, he is definitely being mentioned. Uh, probably the leading vote getter there at number two if Nick Bosa is gone based on 49ers Twitter, all the different votes that are going on on different things. But uh, he withdrew his name from the Senior Bowl. He feels he has made his statement um, all-time sack leader, single season in SEC history. Um, for Kentucky, he is just he, – he's he's elite speed, elite get-off, but he's a little undersized. Uh, we'll spend lots of time talking about him. But he withdrew his name off that roster, so we're not going to get to see him firsthand. However, there still are two more stud pass rushers that are on our team that we are going to get a firsthand look. Now, I don't think that these are going to be options with that number two pick. The first one is Montez Sweat out of Mississippi State defensive end. Um, and the second is Jalen Ferguson defensive end out of Louisiana Tech. Both of them are on the South team, so we're going to get to coach them up. And Montez Sweat, I think, is going to go kind of late first round. And Jalen Ferguson is going to be any time in the day two. So uh, second round or third round. So if for some reason we trade out of that number two pick or uh, who knows what happens from now till then, those are two key options at the biggest need for the 49ers. And there's lots of other players there, but these are the two main guys that I am just so glad they are on our roster. Again, that's Montez Sweat and Jalen Ferguson, both um, just premier edge players. And this draft is stocked full. <laughs> we are very, very lucky that the free agency pool and the NFL draft is stacked at our weakest position, and that's edge pressure, which we are absolutely abysmal in. So I'm excited. So let's change now to February 19th. This is the time period where franchise slash transition tags start for the entire NFL. Now, this goes all the way up until March 5th. So you've got about three and a half weeks for teams to either lock up a long-term contract, or if you cannot do that, then you're going to go ahead and tag these players, which we saw last year. Now, so real quick, I'm just going to run through a list of names very fast, and then I'm going to go back through and break each one of them down. So right off the bat, Demarcus Lawrence, Jadavian Clowney, D. Ford, Frank Clark, Trey Flowers, Ezekiel Ansa, Brandon Graham, Clay Matthews, Dante Fowler, Shane Ray. These are kind of all-edge players that fit somewhat of what we do, kind of big name. There's lots more than this, but these are kind of the top-tier guys. Now, Demarcus Lawrence, hands down, is the number one player on this list. And, crazy enough, I think that he is probably the most likely to actually hit free agency. And the main reason for that is this. He was already franchise tagged last year's by the Dallas Cowboys. So if they tag they tagged him last year at about 17 million, if they tag him again this year, that's going to bump that number up to about 20.5 million as of now. Now, the way franchise tags work is it averages the top players at that position. So anytime a new contract gets um, signed, that number gets bumped up. So at its current level, if they decide to franchise him for one year, that's going to be 20 and a half million which now you're getting into that eight that range where it's almost cheaper to sign him long-term than it is to franchise him. And then on top of that, the Cowboys only have $48 million in their cap, which seems like a lot. However, it, when you break down their cap situation, they are going to be in absolute cap hell the next three years uh, because all of these players, are co their, their contracts are expiring. Zeke Elliott, Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper, Byron Jones, Jalen Smith. 
Malik Collins is on there. Like, there's lots of guys that are on there. David Irving, they are losing their entire team as far as contract status um, in the next two years. So, what are they going to do? We know Jerry likes to be loyal to the kind of poster children of the Cowboys. I don't think they can find a way to keep Demarcus Lawrence and all of those players. Uh, there's no way they're letting Amari Cooper go. You just traded a first-round pick for him. Um, you're not letting Zeke or Dak go. There's no way they can afford to do that. Uh, Byron Jones might be a top three corner in the entire NFL. I don't think you let him go. So it, they're going to have to figure some things out. And I, I do believe there is a better than probably 60% chance Demarcus Lawrence hits the free agency. And if that's the case, man, he fits what we do to a T. He is our number one target this offseason. Yeah, you're going to have to pay this guy almost 18 to $19 million a year. But this guy is worth it. He would immediately fix our <laughs> issues. And then after we drafted, after we sign him, now we're opened up a little bit more. I would prefer to get two elite pass rushers um, this offseason. If we did sign Demarcus Lawrence, I still want to draft uh, Nick Bosa if he is there at number two. Uh, that would just solve all of our problems. We could allow Eric Armstead to walk, which he's going to be not commanding a high price, but... I don't think we want to pay that kind of twelve to thirteen million that he's going to be um, getting. So I would not mind if we let him go. That's going to be a tough decision. Even Kyle Shanahan's talked about that. But let's move on to just a couple other players in their situation. Jadavian Clowney, I think he's going to be able to stay whether they sign him to a deal or franchise him. The Texans have sixty-seven million. Uh, D. Ford for the Chiefs, they're at thirty-seven million. So that one's a little bit more of a quarter flip. But if you look at what the Chiefs are doing, it's working. So if you can keep your best player on defense or one of your best players on defense, I, I don't think that you can afford to let him go when you're a Super Bowl contender. Now, Frank Clark's on here. Um, Seattle has $60 million, but I don't think there's any chance in hell we bring him over. You know, he has his domestic violence past before he was drafted, the year he was drafted. Uh, I don't think that this front office will take any options with him he's already talked trash over you know Richard Sherman since he's came over here I just don't think that's a possibility even though his play style fits I don't think he's what we want here now Trey Flowers this is interesting for the Patriots they have 23 million they don't have a lot of money Trey Flowers is unreal and we have seen the Patriots let go lots of different pass rushers in the past and just say you know what We'll let them go, and we'll just be happy with our compensation pick that we get in the third or fourth round, uh, and we'll just take it and move on. So I think he is one of those that has a great chance of uh, not being tied up by the Patriots. Ezekiel Ansah is interesting because last year, the 49ers, this was our number one target. Uh, this this podcast that we did this time last year, you know, Ezekiel Ansah was kind of our number one target. If Detroit did not tag him, we wanted him. But the year got off awful. He missed seven games this year. Um, he's never played more than 13 games in a season. Still very, very raw, but he is a great pass rusher. If he's healthy, he is a top five pass rusher in the league. It, that's just a big if. You know, Detroit's sitting at about $30 million. I do not think that they will sign him. He might be one of the players that goes out there and size a one-year prove-it deal for like 15 or $16 million because his value has taken a huge hit. So if he does sign a long-term deal, you can get him on the cheap, but he's a player that might not be playing past one or two years. However, if you do sign him on the cheap and he stays healthy, then holy cow, uh, you've got a great deal. 
Another one, Brandon Graham, I think would be an absolute perfect fit. The Eagles are negative $13 million on the cap for 2019. They are going to be cutting and renegotiating with several different players. Um, if they can trade away, you know, foals and all that kind of stuff that's going on, you know, he's going to be getting lots of money somewhere else. But Brandon Graham is in all likelihood, you know, they're loaded at pass rusher. I think that this is a player that we could possibly see on the free agent market. Clay Matthews, don't really want him. He's more of an outside linebacker guy, but Packers have $32 million. He still will get a premium in the NFL. Dante Fowler for the Rams. The Rams have $74 million. Uh, they have a lot of big players coming up on contract, so it's going to be interesting to see who they sign and who they choose to let go. They have a lot of players kind of on, on this one- or two-year prove-it deal. Um Big-name veterans, so Dante Fowler might be available. And Shane Ray is the last guy. You know, the Broncos are sitting at $37 million. Um, You know, they just got their new head coach, Vic Fangio, and they've got two elite pass rushers, you know, and Bradley Chubb and Von Miller. Shane Ray's kind of the third guy, which is sad to say. If Shane Ray was on our team, he'd be our number one pass rusher off the edge. Um, on their team, he's the third best. So, again, somebody that they could see walk and it wouldn't hurt them. So, those are kind of the main names to pay attention. Again, those dates, it starts February 19th and it goes up till March 5th. So, these are going to be the big names to pay attention to. Then after that, February 26th through March 4th, that is the scouting combine. Uh, fun time, you know, the underwear Olympics where you get to watch all the guys go out there and run, jump, do all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, we'll be paying attention to those. And then the new league year, this is when it starts to get crazy. March 13th is the new league year. That's where free agency starts. You can actually trade players and all that stuff. So you can agree in principle to contracts with players under your current roster, but it doesn't take effect until this um, March 13th day. You can agree in principle to do trades. We've seen this the last couple of off-seasons where trades get leaked out on NFL Network and ESPN through Adam Schefter and all these things that you have agreed in principle to trade all these players. This is what happened with Alex Smith last year, if you remember, with the Redskins. Uh, the trade compensation and everything was completely worked out 10 days before the league year started. <laughs> so, But it doesn't go into effect until that March 13th day. So that's kind of the big day that you got to have circled on your calendar whenever all the news is going to start flying March 13th. Um, and then, of course, the draft. Oh, my gosh. The greatest weekend of the whole year. I've already got all my draft arrangements. I will be out in Nashville um, bringing live podcasts and live reactions of the 49ers and all kinds of different stuff. Uh, I'm so excited. Can't wait to go out there. That's April 25th through 27th. I love it when the draft is in April. I hated it when they moved it to May. We wait too long anyway. So picks as of right now for the 49ers, we don't. We only have five picks in this draft. Uh, we have first, second, third, fourth, and sixth, uh, which gives us four picks in the top 100. We definitely have a lot of draft capital as far as value of those picks, picking number two. Um, however, we have traded away the fifth and seventh picks. Um, the fifth round pick we traded away to Detroit last year for Lake and Tomlinson, one of the best trades ever. So you can be pissed off about, man, I wish we had more picks, but the fact that we have a starting left guard that has started every single game since we traded for him at that left guard position. He got hurt the very last game of the year um, for a fifth round pick is absolutely incredible. Um, I do think that he will be starting for us again. That right guard position is going to be up for grabs. 
Um, but that fifth round pick that we traded, that was unreal. If we, if you would have told me we traded a third round pick for basically a, I, I, I wouldn't call him an all pro or a pro bowler, but he's a top 10 guard in the NFL as far as the left tackle goes. Um, he has been absolutely wonderful. I would have been fine giving up a third round pick if we knew we were getting back this type of play and this type of value. So you got to be happy with that. Now the seventh round pick we traded for Sean Coleman to the Browns. That's kind of like a man. He never really was active, but he was kind of like our backup third swing tackle. Um, so, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that, but it's what it is. Now, it does look like we will be getting a compensation pick back. Probably going to be a sixth rounder or a seventh rounder. All of the formulas that I have used and seen other people use say it's going to be a sixth, and that's for Aaron Lynch. And so the way compensation picks work is if somebody leaves your team due to free agency and you sign another player due to free agency, they kind of cancel each other out. And the formula that goes into play is playing time and contracts. So the amount of dollars plus the playtime and their significance to your team, there's a formula. They cancel each other out, and we brought in a lot of free agents. Think about Richard Sherman, uh, Cassius Marsh, different things like that. However, what happened was um, we are still on the short end. We lost more than we gained, and the Aaron Lynch is kind of the outlier. So the amount of money he was played by the Bears and the playing time he had for the Bears, he had a decent season before he got hurt. Uh, stop me if you heard that one before. Um so we'll be getting back around about a sixth round draft pick for that. Now, what I want to do is I want to stop and kind of take time to talk about all these insane trade rumors, uh, Antonio Brown and Jalen Ramsey. These are the two I want to focus on today. Now, I understand there's been some Odell Beckham talk out there, but I don't think that that is happening. However, let's focus on Antonio Brown. First off, major issues with Ben Roethlisberger. Spoiler alert, Ben Roethlisberger is a human piece of shit. Um, sorry for cussing. That's just the truth. Uh, if you want to go back to the several different rape accusations, that's fine. If you want to go back to the way he throws teammates and coaches under the bus repeatedly throughout his entire career, that's fine. If you want to go back and see how he has never taken responsibility for himself, that's fine. Um, now, he's a hell of a player. He threw for over 5,000 yards this season, which is unreal, but... Whenever you tear at your teammates repeatedly, you're going to have problems with this alpha male mentality. And Antonio Brown's an alpha male. He's an alpha personality. Um, he is unreal on and off the field. He's just whatever. So uh, the rumor started. This was the last week of the NFL regular season. You, you kind of win, and the Browns win, you're in. And they bench one of their best players because they got an altercation and they decided to the front office and coaching staff, we got to stick with Ben. I get it. It's the quarterback position. You got to stay with it. Um, they're already talking about bringing back and doing a contract extension for Big Ben, which is just whatever. He was going to retire two years ago. Now he's going to keep playing. Anyway, Antonio Brown is out the door. The GM and owner has come out and said it's rough. It's hard to see an outlook where Antonio Brown will be on this team in 2019. And, of course, you know, everybody on Twitter has seen uh, Jerry Rice talking about him, him tweeting at uh, just all different 49ers players, Richard Sherman, whatever else. It seems like he wants to be there. And the 49ers, we have a huge need for this guy. So let's jump into the contract for Antonio Brown. 
I think a trade can take place, and I think it has a chance. However, the timing of this trade is going to be crazy because after um, June 1st is where the contract clauses kick in. Based on the way contracts are drawn up, there is a pre-June 1st cut slash trade and after. So, for example, if we trade for Antonio Brown before June 1st, the Steelers will be losing $23.6 million in dead cap this year. Whereas if they make that trade after June 1st, that drops down to $12 million. So it saves them almost $12 million this year on the cap if they just wait to trade him after the draft. And this is where it gets real furry because after the draft, what compensation are you going to be doing? Um, are you basically just punting away all of Antonio Brown's value to save $12 million cap this year? Who knows? Uh, this is where it gets kind of bad and it's rough to see something happening. I do think that he will be uh, traded somewhere and they have come out and said they are asking for a lot. So I don't think that this is enough money for them not to trade him away if they got a perfect deal, but they're not going to trade him away for a cheap deal before June 1st. So it's it's a little bit of are you willing to wait to get compensated for trading away one of the greatest wide receivers in the history of the NFL? Um, he is amazing. I, you know, I, if I was putting him, I'd say he's probably 6 through 10 right now on the all-time list he has put up some insane numbers for the past uh six straight years so uh, i don't think he's anywhere near the top five but i'd say he's in that top 10 kind of situation so uh, the question has been asked to me over and over and over again if john chapman was the gm what am i willing to give up for antonio brown well one couple things let's look at his age and contract he's going to be 31 years at the start of the season uh, usually what happens when these wide receivers get older, they get a little bit slower and their body starts to break down. However, you can't make any of those claims for Antonio Brown because he has never been a physical presence. He's very, very undersized and he's never even been fast. The reason why he fell so late in the draft coming out of central Michigan and it is he was a, a high end four five guy four six guy in his forties. He's never been fast. What he does is he runs perfect routes and he has some of the best hands slash footwork in the history of the NFL. He is elite when it comes to hands, feet, and route running. And so because of that, I, he's one of those players that I think can play longer, but then you look at his cap hits and they're huge, right? Uh, this year, 22 million against the cap. 2020, he's going to count 18 million against the cap. In 2021, 19 million against the cap. And if you look at it, he's going to be 33, 34 years old going into a new contract. So there's going to be some issues there. So if I was the GM, I here's what I would offer. I would say, look, I'll give you a second round pick this year and a fourth round pick next year. No more. I'm not doing more than that. And I don't know if that's enough to kind of sway the needle for the Steelers, but that second round pick is huge. That second round pick is going to be pretty valuable. It's the 36 overall pick. If we look at the NFL draft chart that Jimmy Johnson created a long time ago, where he ascribed value to every single pick, that's worth 540 points. Um, whereas the first overall pick is worth 3,000, you go all the way down to the 36 pick, it's worth 50 or uh, 540. So I'd give up a two this year and a four next year, um, but I would not give up that first-round pick. I would not swap first-round picks. You know, if we look at where Pittsburgh's picking, they're picking 20th overall, but I think a second-round pick would be good enough. 
Um, there might be teams that are willing to give up that last first-round pick. You know, we've seen New England Patriots give up a first-round pick for Brandon Cooks and then turn around and trade him again for another first-round pick to the Los Angeles Rams. So some of those teams in kind of the back half of the first round, I could see trading a first. Uh, you know, the Oakland Raiders. <laughs> There's nobody in the NFL that loves aged veterans more than Gruden. So they're picking 27th. I could see them outbidding us there. But now the question comes, does Antonio Brown want to go to those places? So I, I do think I'd put it at about a 50-50 that Antonio Brown is traded. Um, I would put us near the top as far as leaders for that trade taking place, the 49ers, but we'll just have to wait and see. And with Antonio Brown, do you want that drama in your locker room? When you're winning, you don't hear anything about him. Yeah, his touchdown celebrations are crazy, but I think Kyle Shanahan's a hell of a coach, and I think he can his front the way that this locker room has been built. I think it would be great. I would love to have him. Now, the player I would like actually more so than Antonio Brown is Jalen Ramsey. Now, this one's crazy on many levels. One, why in the hell would the Jacksonville Jaguars even consider trading away, you know, a top-tier talent? That's only going to be 23 this year at a huge primary position. Cornerback is way more valuable than wide receiver in the NFL. You know, you've heard me talk about this a lot. The positional tiers as far as value. Quarterback is all by itself. After that is edge pass rusher. Then that third tier is offensive tackles and cornerbacks. Those are the primary positions in the NFL as far as spending, draft capital, order of importance, things like that. So uh, wide receivers way down the list for me, especially in this Kyle Shanahan system. Jalen Ramsey, however, would be – we would immediately, if we could get this guy, have the best cornerbacks in the entire NFL. It would not even be close. With Richard Sherman and Jalen Ramsey on the outside in this type of system, we would have the best corners in the NFL. Now – why, going back to Jacksonville, why would they trade somebody like Jalen Ramsey? Uh, quite, put it simply, they have no quarterback. They have decided they are moving on from Blake Bortles. I don't know why it took them so long. Um, you cannot move forward with what they have. And they're talking about moving away from Leonard Fournette. They stripped him of his bonuses. They benched him late in the season. Um, Jalen Ramsey is obviously rough to deal with in the locker room. And to add things and complicate this further, if you remember, he talked trash against the 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo, talking about how he's not that great. It's a system, whatever else. You know, are we willing to bring that in? We brought Richard Sherman in, who has talked more trash against the 49ers than anybody in the history of the league. Um, so that's kind of what it is. Now, he is an a-hole. However, um, I would love to have this guy. And I would pay way more for a 23-year-old corner in the prime of his career on a rookie contract still. He's still got one more year on his rookie contract. And then he has his option, the fifth-year option, because he was a first-round pick for 2020. So you're getting a little bit of cap relief for two years before you have to decide to sign him long-term. Um, so here's what I would pay up. And I put this up on Twitter, and you guys voted – pretty much unanimous, not unanimous, about 70% to take it. I would swap firsts, so we would give up the number two pick, and we would get back the number seven pick as far as value again. I know the draft chart's overrated. However, um, it seems to hold up fairly well in all draft pick trades except for when quarterbacks are involved. Um, 
But anyway, our number two pick, according to the trade value chart, is 2600 and the number seven pick is 1500 So you're seeing an 1100 point drop. So we would get Jalen Ramsey, and we would get the number seven overall pick, and they would get the number two overall pick and a 2023rd. So I, I think I would do that trade because we'd get an elite cornerback and have the best corners in the entire NFL. You know, we had the fewest turnovers since 1940 in the NFL, forced turnover, turnovers by our defense. This immediately would change. Um, that would be awesome. And then at that number seven pick, you are still going to get one of those top-tier pass rushers, not Nick Bosa, but somebody like Cleland Farrell, Josh Allen if he falls, uh, Montez Sweat, who I mentioned earlier. Again, I think seven's still too early for him. Uh, Brandon Burns, Polite. I love Polite. You know, one of those guys is going to be there. So you can still address pass rusher and get an elite corner for a long time. So we're just going to have to see kind of what happens. I don't think that this trade's going to happen, but if Tom Coughlin is ready to just blow this up and rebuild, and if there is a quarterback that he wants, let's say he wants Haskins, you're going to have to trade up to one, two, or three to get this guy. Uh, there will be a quarterback. Again, I, I tweeted out a while ago, we have had at least one quarterback go in the top five, six straight years in the NFL. It's not going to change this year. You could say it's a weak quarterback class, whatever. Haskins is going in the top. That's just what it is. Kyler Murray, I don't think he will. I think he's more of a mid middle first round pick. But still, if you have a quarterback you want, you have to go get him. And if we look at this draft, Arizona at one, they have a quarterback. San Francisco, us at two, we have a quarterback. Jets at three, they got Sam Darnold. Derek Carr, Oakland at four. Tampa Bay, eh, Jameis Winston, I don't think it's a quarterback there. But you bring in Bruce Arians, who's an older coach that's looking to win in the next few years. Does he want to rebuild around a rookie quarterback? I don't think so. Six, the New York Giants. They're going to have to jump up. Seven, Jacksonville. They're going to have to jump up. Um, Denver, 10. They're going to have to jump up. Cincinnati, 11. They're going to have to jump up. Miami, 13. They're going to have to jump up. Washington Redskins, 15. They're going to have to jump up. Alex Smith may never play again. You cannot bet your future on them. So we've got about five to six teams that are picking in the top 15. Somebody's going to be moving up. It's going to happen. So uh, we're going to go ahead and stop our episode there. But just want to warn you, it's draft heavy from here on out. It is going to be draft profiles, position breakdowns. And if you haven't already, my first major scouting breakdown video is out over Nick Bosa. I did a seven-part series on Twitter. Uh, if you go to Twitter, at JL underscore Chapman, it is my pinned tweet. You can go through there. I have my uh, audio video notes over his film. And if you have not subscribed to my YouTube channel, just type in John Chapman on YouTube, find the channel. I have, I'm have. i going to be posting all those videos on there as well. But stay strong, faithful. It is the off season. It is draft season. And we got a lot coming your way. Stay strong. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.